0: To welcome from the US Bindu Menon Raj and she is a loyalty practitioner who has international experience with Skywards with Emirates and then Collinson group I'm pressing her today about online loyalty customer engagement through social communities and the differences in customer behavior depending on which part of the world they live so thanks Bindu thanks for your time I'm really grateful for your time today thanks for joining me thanks Aidy and a very good morning to you it's great to be here my first question Shoppers are being pushed more and more online. We all know this. But, Bindu,
1: what customer experiences should brands be investing in to win loyalty? What this pandemic has really done is kind of leapfrog the changes that we have been seeing in customer behavior over the last few years. Uh, people have been shop- shopping online a lot more. Uh, brick and mortar stores have been having problems in generating walk ins and that's all got just exaggerated during this pandemic uh, i don't see this changing once the lockdown uh, is lifted and there's no going back to normal so this is a reality that a lot of stores have to live with uh, given that uh, the question then arises in terms of what can brands do to generate uh, and to kind of maintain the loyalty amongst customers when they don't uh, when they're not able to create that kind of brand experience that comes from walking into the store And that's where I see a lot of the activity that needs to be done from a loyalty point of view. Uh, If you look at most of the online shopping portals, they all look the same, except your landing page, which probably has your branding and your brand colors. The moment you start scrolling down and selecting the uh, products and the departments that you want to go to, uh, it's a very similar look and feel irrespective of whether you are an everyday brand or a premium brand. You have all those products kind of stacked up there, the prices and sizes listed down, uh, and you could be basically on any portal. So uh, I would see that's where the greatest challenge comes in. How does a customer, how does a brand create that walk-in environment, that brand personification and brand identity? Because so much of the retail brands really derive their strength from that. Uh, And how do you implement the loyalty moments of truth experience that we normally give to customers when they walk into a store, that kind of recognition, that kind of privileged service, how do we do that online? So those are the challenges that that brands are going to face. And that's where I feel that tech can really step in and create those kind of experiences. Uh, Let's take the example of virtual reality to create the kind of experience when a person walks into the store especially for premium members and premium brands. Uh, What kind of personification, uh, personalization can you offer customers when they walk in? Can you create that feel? Can you play that kind of brand music on the background when a person is browsing through your online store? Can you personalize for your premium members the choice of music, choice of colors? You know, there's so much of opportunity to create that look, feel, smell of your brand, which I feel is completely lacking in terms of online shopping as of now. There is so much potential in terms of standardizing your customer moments of truth experience on online. Because when you are doing it live in store, your customer preferences or privileged behavior is dependent on the sales store staff. You need that much more training, and a customer experience is really dependent from one great sales staff versus another. You know, so it's really difficult to maintain the standardization. But if you're able to build in those elements of personalization online, you can ensure that your customer gets the same level of extremely personalized service every single time. Having things like personal shopper online. So if you have a premium customer comes, uh, who kind of signs in, can you have an Alexa for online shopping or a City for online shopping? where the customer data and artificial intelligence is kind of stored and the customer can request to see a particular um, shade of clothes that they want. And all of that is really customized and personalized with a personal shopper. So you feel that you're getting the kind of personal attention that a high value customer requires. And remember, we're talking of loyalty. We're not talking of generally site visits and site experiences we're talking of loyalty members your high value members whom you want to retain so how do you kind of carry forward the kind of experience that you see when you travel an airline travel a hotel used to get in premium brand stores how do you create that online going
0: on from there when we talked before uh, we talked about a greater need for social communities online um, sure. but what technology is ahead in the future and what technologies ahead do you see that brands should embrace to drive customer engagement through social communities? Uh,
1: One of the impacts of online shopping uh, is uh, I feel that it's become a lot more personal and a lonely experience, that's one because we uh, traditionally, if you look at it, you would go out with your friends, spend a day out shopping. So that becomes like a social and a group activity. You go to the grocery store, you find the whole family going together to buy groceries and the kids and the husband and the mother all picking up the things they want, putting it on the cart and kind of going together. Uh, Now you find typically the main purchaser of the house doing it late at night, all on her own or by himself. Uh, and clicking through the things. So, we've lost that kind of uh, community, social interaction. Shopping used to be an entertainment rather than uh, just a very singular must do, have to do task that online generally creates. Uh, so, any kind of uh, uh, development which kind of recreates the social aspect of shopping, uh, I would think would be a big advantage. Uh, you and and gamification is one way of doing it yeah right so if you can think of uh, a large grocer like Walmart here for example uh, creates a game around different different members of the family stocking up the cart and depending on the nutritional value or um, uh, a value monetary value they get points you know and then if that can be linked to a purchase where you have the family playing it together and each family gets points based on the kind of kind of products they've selected or all of that. And then it's just a one click through to purchase, you know, to the cart. But you do have the whole family involved in things like that. So it becomes, uh, not only is it social interaction or social platforms, it's also about creating that engagement and stickiness. So gamification is one way. And it's, uh, when we talk of social communities, I'm not so concerned about the social media or social channels. I think it's more important in terms of the content. Whatever you do in today's world, you have to be on multiple channels. You have to kind of promote that. So it's not about whether you use Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You've got to use all of them. And in the coming years, you'll find a lot more new channels coming up. So it's more in terms of the content and understanding customer behavior. Where is a person shopping? With who is a person shopping? And how do you create that community for people? The second one is probably creating more online events. You know, like you have Netflix party now. You know, Netflix used to be, again, an individual event with each person watching the movie. But today, if you want to go for a movie with your friends who are in different parts of the world, you connect through Netflix party, a Zoom party. So can we do a similar experience with online shopping where you have your girlfriends and all of them can go and shop together? You can see each other trying on different clothes though you're sitting in your respective homes so that would create the kind of social interaction that we want and then create you create those alternate sources of influencing and you know word of mouth in terms of new developments uh, there's so many other uh, ways of engaging uh, like auction sites trading sites you know where can you auction off the points that you receive in loyalty for example if you are not using them uh you have a lot of um loyalty programs which use free gifts as rewards right so if you've achieved for example sephora if you've achieved an x level of points you get a beauty product but what if you don't want it does that program mean less to you because you don't really want the products that are kind of put up there in that particular month how can the company ensure that the person still derives value? So what if you have a barter site put up where you can interact with other people within your community, within the loyalty base, membership base, and today if I've got a freebie which I don't want but somebody else has something and you help those people kind of interact with each other and barter that, there are barter sites out there. Uh, they haven't just you been used for loyalty. So it's not really new technology. It's how can you kind of white label that and use that for your particular brand. That creates a community, it creates an engagement and it gives you value, continued value. Because that is really the challenge that I feel for loyalty because you've got to always match off the value that to give against your cost. And the way of doing that would be to really use the products that you have. It's kind of leveraging your distressed inventory, so to speak, which is what most loyalty marketers tend to do. So I've got empty rooms. I've got products which haven't sold. The perceived value of that is whatever, X plus Y, as the cost is only X. And that's what I want to give out to the customers, to my members. But my members have got to see value in that too. And that's where the challenge really comes. So if you can enable members, work that out for themselves, trade with each other, and make sure that everybody gets what they want, while you maintain your costs, that's a great opportunity to create that social network. And that can be done through that.
0: Drawing on your international experience working client and agency side of loyalty, I'm quite curious, is there a difference in customer reactions depending on the place where they live or where they, they shop? Is there a difference around the world in how people behave when they buy?
1: It's a very interesting question. And when I think about it, and I think of the different types of brands that I've worked with, uh, and hence the different type of customers, uh, one group of customers that really stand out are your typical um, high-end luxury customers. The truth is they don't change wherever they live because for them truly they are global citizens with global brands uh, and they maintain the global lifestyle irrespective of whether they stay in mumbai or sao paulo or new york right so they expect the best and they expect that international experience wherever they are so they are kind of similar so whenever you kind of marketing with them especially from a loyalty perspective Uh, most of them, what they want, their requirements, the level of service, uh, even the kind of language that they use, and they don't change. So the changes really come when you're talking of mass brands, which are more regional, where the culture of the place really plays an important role. Uh, If you are, for example, in the Asian market, service is extremely important because it's all person to person. So how much time can a sales person spend with you? How much time can they spend in terms of answering your questions, telling you details about the product, trying to rationalize the uh, brand value? That takes a greater emphasis sales staff training becomes extremely important in the Asian markets, for example, whereas if you are in uh, Europe, especially Northern Europe, people don't have time right? So they are extremely matter of fact. For them, efficiency of service is that much more critical. How quickly can you turn out things? How much can I expect the same level of experience at every possible time? It doesn't have to be super personalized, but I need to have the same standard. Even for something like, Uh, breakfast buffet I find that it changes from reason to reason place uh, for for the one of my previous companies that I was working in uh, we had an offer which said that you would have if you are a loyalty member you get your morning breakfast free so that was one of the advantages Uh, and we found that there was such a big disparity when you have an Asian customer who visits New York and all they get is a yogurt cup and a, a bagel Mm -hmm. And they feel this is not worth it. I mean, this is not what I signed up for. Because if you are in any of the other hotels in that part of the world, you will have a hot breakfast, you will have like five different things on a buffet, and that's what they expect when they come here. So that creates a kind of challenges. And it's as a loyalty program, when you're doing your cost benefit analysis and you're structuring a program, it's not possible probably to create the different experiences. But then it becomes very important to set expectations. In terms of different audience group, I mean, to summarize, I would say that it's not always possible to define from a loyalty perspective, different offers uh, for different segments, because we are living in a global economy. Uh, But what we can do uh, and what technology and analytics and the new communication tools offer us is a way to personalize your communication, to draw on what excites a particular group and communicate accordingly. You may have a laundry list of benefits, but it's pointless to talk about benefits which are irrelevant. So kind of using your customer behavior and customer type of customer, it's important to kind of tailor make your...
0: Well, Bindu, it's been brilliant. You have so much thought leadership in this area and I feel like you've got so much more to tell and so so many more topics to talk about. Thank you very, very much for your time and your thoughts. Thank you,
1: Hayley. Thank you.